Hi, and welcome to another episode of Digital Noir Presents Humans Aren't Robots. I'm your host, Sam Davies. And today, I wish I could say I was broadcasting live from the River Torrens on the historic Popeye with my guest today, Bianca Schumann. But sadly, uh, the recording on the Popeye didn't actually happen. Um, you might have seen we've got an ad running in City Brief magazine um, recording Bianca, but it was staged. I'm sorry. However, she did come down to the studio and we uh, cracked open a bottle of wine and had a chat about what it's like taking over a historic business um, as a young person here in Adelaide. It was actually a really interesting conversation um, and quite open about yeah what it, what it takes to run a business. And I think that many of us have preconceptions about what it does involve jumping into a business, whether you're starting something new or building something that you've uh, taken over from someone. So in this case, Bianca's taken over the reins from her family. Um, she has some really exciting visions for the future um, and some cool points of view. So I really enjoy the conversation and I hope you do too. So without further ado, let's jump in with Bianca. Bianca, so good to have you. Thank oh. you for having me. I'm really <laughs> excited. So you just come off the Popeye now? I have. About, what's the time? About an hour ago, it came off the Popeye nice. after decking all day. Straight off the water. Yeah. Into a podcast booth. Yes. Sort of a podcast booth. <laughs> <laughs> so I, mean, I suppose for those people that don't know, so um, Bianca Schumann, so you're running the Popeye. Well, if people don't know what the Popeye is, maybe they're not from Adelaide. Mm. Give, give me a quick rundown. How would you describe it? Popeye is a heritage business. It's been operating on the Torrens for 84 years, our 85th birthday next year. Um, so we do sightseeing cruises mainly along the Torrens River in Adelaide. And in the last year or so, we've started doing some different types of things. That's exciting. Let's let's take a bit of a trip back. So um, it was your dad's business for a number of years, right? Yes. Um, he purchased the business in 2011. Um, before that, or before the purchase from Keith Altman, he was working along the Torrens with a um, paddleboat business and a bike hire business as well. Cool. So he had that for 20 years before so you purchasing kind of Popeye. Grew up at least in the family, like close to yeah. the Torrens, right? Yeah. Did you spend much time down there as a kid, or every single day, probably? <laughs> <laughs> um, we would get picked up from school and driven down to the Torrens and play on the paddle boats all day and go ride bikes That's around. That's pretty awesome. You can't complain with that. Yeah, no, it was very fun. It was a very good upbringing. That's nice. So, like, as a kid, obviously, um, we had a chat last week when we were on the Popeye, but it wasn't something you envisioned that you were going to take over later in life. No, which is quite odd, and I was talking to Dad about that before and trying to actually remember whether we had a particular conversation about me taking over. <laughs> um, I think... From dad or Tony doing it so long and for so many years, I think he was just ready to take a bit of a step back. I thought he was under the impression it was going to be a lot easier than what it was. Okay. It's um, quite involved running boats, which I didn't know either. Um, but yeah, I think... Sorry, I've lost <laughs> What? So you were saying trying to remember a pinpoint a day when he was trying to lock oh, you down yeah. and say... This is this is yeah, no, it, was, it was in the back of his head, maybe, but he didn't tell you about it. No, it was <laughs> mid-January or, or early January, and Mum mentioned that he was thinking of retiring, okay. and I, because I'd never really thought about it before, I thought I was too young, I wasn't ready yet, I wanted to travel and live elsewhere. Yeah. Um. So it was a bit of a shock, but after about two weeks of talking about it, I went in for my first day, and then they couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> 
I'm really interested in like that process of people growing up. In Ad- I grew up in Adelaide like, as a teenager. So, you know, you probably weren't that interested in the Popeye as a teenager. Were you mm. think like, what was your thought process? Go travel, see the world or did were you, did you know what you wanted to do then? I or? had no idea. Yeah. So because this wasn't really in my plan or at least, you know, until I was 30 or so when I thought I'd be ready. Yeah. Um, I'd studied at Flinders, studying tourism, and I also did a little bit of study at Adelaide Uni at um, doing innovation and entrepreneurship. Okay. And at the time, I thought it was completely ridiculous that <laughs> I was doing either and didn't know where it was going to help me, but it all ended up being very helpful in the end, obviously. What, what, what drove you to tourism to begin with? <laughs> because I like travelling. Yeah. And I felt the pressure as just getting out of year 12 to go to uni and start studying, but I didn't really know exactly what. It's a weird pressure, isn't it? Like looking, yeah, looking back on it's it, odd. I had heaps of pressure, I, and I, I finished year twelve, and then I was working at Tandy Electronics. You probably don't remember Tandy Electronics, but um, <laughs> you know, I was in Marion, and it was, it was kind of a shitty job, but it was uh, I was earning like decent money. It was like this is heaps good. This is you know like yeah. being seventeen and having you know a wallet full of cash. I was like, this is sweet. Why would I want to yeah. go to uni now? I've always, um, I've always loved learning and I really liked going to university as well but for me it was more I would rather go out into the real world, earn a wage, not pay someone else and learn the hard way yeah, and sure. figure it out. So, so definitely got that. When did you travel? Um, first trip I think it might have been during year 12 or after. Um, I don't know, all over Southeast Asia, yeah, Europe sweet. and everywhere as much as I could. I think that's in its own way is kind of a good precursor to, to getting into something like running your own business or yeah. any profession really. Like I think it yeah. helps give you some perspective yeah, on the sure. world. And especially coming back into doing something like taking over the Popeye where, I mean, it sounds like you've got some, some cool vision and maybe without having to go in away and done that other stuff, you'd sort yeah. of just be a bit more kind of insular focused. Yeah. I think if I didn't do all that travel, I would have had a much harder time coming up with those ideas I think it came quite naturally because I'd experienced all of that before mm. and I'd done that while I was overseas whereas if I hadn't you know it might have taken me a little longer <laughs> than like two months to put on my first event and so so when when you they said okay well your dad's thinking about retiring and you came on board mm. um did you have that vision then or were you just like right I suppose I'll just jump in and see what happens kind of jump in and see what happens so I started um I pretty much had to reorganize everything. Dad does not like putting anything on paper or having any rules or anything for anyone. Um, So we kind of just went through each product and each different part of it and tried to get it down on paper. And then in that process, it was figuring out how things could be done better or, you know, what we could change about, I don't know, certain ways things were done. Um, It's quite nice. Like we were just chatting off air before about, you know, like, listening to business podcasts and how you know people sort of try and i don't know like make business seem maybe more complicated than it actually is at the end of the day you've got problems to solve every day don't you so i think it's cool coming into a business that exists already even though it might have had its problems but that's kind of um some sort of framework for you to to work off of yeah absolutely being able to see the data of how the sightseeing trips were doing day to day rather than just starting something up and having no idea about how things could go. It's, you can only improve if you've got something to start with, which yeah. is very handy. Yeah, and we work with a lot of startups that are doing like mobile app products and that kind of thing. And there's, uh, 
you know, often no precursor, right? So you sort mm. of jump in into some, I mean, there's yeah. obviously similar things, but you jump into a new world. It's like, I don't know if people are going to want yeah. X, whereas at least you know, okay, the Popeye's been around for 84 years. There's some, yeah. there's a business case there at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I never, I never wanted, and I hope I never will stop the general sightseeing crew. So that's been the main, the main activity on Popeye for ever. Yeah. Um, there's always been private functions that have happened, but it's been a bit more relaxed than it is now. Um, but yeah, I think being able to build on that and keep that going, that was the real real focus of mine and not to lose that part because I think it would have well, annoyed a, a fair amount of people <laughs> if I got rid of that straight I, away. I, I read something that you um, had said about, you know, you go on the pop by three times in your life, mm-hmm. right? Like you go, you go on when you're a kid, yeah. you go on when you have kids and you go on as a grandparent. Yeah. I don't have kids, so I haven't even on it you know, <laughs> once really. I mean, it's true. Like I, I went on probably yeah. a couple of times as a kid and had good memories. Probably more so like looking at them, I think, than actually really remembering yeah. being on it. But they've always been a part of the Adelaide landscape. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's interesting. Like I think so. So there's that sightseeing aspect with that, you know, three times in your life. Yeah. But what else Hopefully could there more. be? Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, well, we've partnered with Prohibition Gin. I don't know. I can't exactly remember how long it's been. It's been about a year, I think. They approached us quite early. Um, so that gin cruise was the first type of event we put on. Um, that went crazy from day dot, and this again goes back to not being ready and <laughs> <laughs> well let, let's let, let's let's step through sure. that like what was the first event like oh god <laughs> well while i was talking about this podcast before mm. i was sitting in the office with um tony and carissa a lady who works beside me and we were reminiscing on what it was like the first um few months after i started and all of that came into place and we related it back to being a little duck on the water and Popeye is the slow-moving duck and then the office is just all of us frantically running around trying to make stuff happen. Thankfully, there haven't been any... Well, I hope not. There haven't been too many mistakes that people have been able to notice, but it's definitely been... And that's that kind of, you know, the... Frantic. The, the legs underwater while the, yeah. you know, the, the duck's just cruising. Yeah. But that, I think, is it... Do you thrive off that? Like, do you like that that feeling of like At kind of start, chaos? It was very, very, very scary. <laughs> and now I feel like I'm I'm never going to be ready for. You're never ready for anything. Like, mm. you've just got to do things, see how it goes, and just work on it from there, and do the best you can. Because if you wait till you're ready, you're just going to be 80 years old, and you still won't know what you want. Yeah, I think that's good advice. And on a, on a macro level in business, I was talking to someone recently. And you know, you put in place a you know a three year yeah. business plan, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, some some hurdle comes your way, and you've got yeah. to change, right? Like, it, yeah. it, things don't go to plan generally. No, never. <laughs> it's a constant balancing act. So, so when Prohibition said, "Look, hey, let's let's do something," you went out and, and marketed the event. Like, what was the process for you to sort of try and sell tickets to that? Um, we were approached by them, I think about a week later, they came and did a test one. So they had done a, a masterclass to myself and Carissa while we were sitting in the office. We were sold on that. So they came a week or so later, um, invited a bunch of their friends, a few people from, I think, Glam Adelaide, RAA, you know, the shebang. Mm. Um, they had a masterclass on board and immediately we were asked for dates that were available. And by the time it all went to print and on socials, we had calls the next day. And this is like probably four days after we had actually created a website and put our products on there because when I started, there wasn't anything online. 
So it was trying to figure out everything at once. It was it was nuts. <laughs> but it was it, good fun. you sold it out pretty quickly. Everything sold out. We wow. didn't even yeah. We released about four dates, and we weren't thinking it would go that crazy. But we had to release dates for the next I don't know how many months, and we just kept asking and asking, and like four days of constant phone calls and people calling from New Zealand and wherever else to book wow. them. Yeah. And they're still getting booked out now, which is amazing. So how many of those do you do? Um, in winter, we probably do one every fortnight. And in summer, it's at least two a day on Saturdays. And we do that weekly. Um, but we have private bookings for them all the time as well. So yeah, Cool. And they supply somebody to do the masterclass for each of yeah. those? That's awesome. Yeah. That, that's a lot of bookings. I know. It's great. And so the process then is what people come down, meet on the banks, come onto the boat and it's just sort of like a, a, a guided masterclass as you're cruising down the yeah. torrents? You've got about 15 minutes and then everybody makes a whole lot of use of that and buys themselves some more drinks from the bar and then it's about 45 minutes in total of talks about prohibition and how it's all made and, and yeah, one and a half hour cruise, it's good fun. That's exciting. It's exciting <laughs> that everything's sold out so quickly after you just put, put things up. Yeah. That's a good problem to have. Exciting and scary at the same time. So part of, I think, what kind of interested me when I first heard about you having taken it over, and I'm a bit late to the, the party, so it's been about 18 months now, yeah, that you've yeah. been... Um, just just under, I think. Okay. Is you talk a lot about the Torrens and the area around it. So there's obviously been mm. heaps of development in the last yeah. five years. Yeah. Um, convention center, both convention centers, all the new buildings down yeah. Royal Adelaide Hospital, casinos going in, mm-hmm. heaps of development, really. More hotels around the area as well. Yeah. What, what else has happened? What other hotels? Oh, the, the, the new hotel at the Oval they were talking about as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not actually quite sure if that's happening yet, but yes, that one and then the casinos hotel as well is pretty much almost... Yeah. halfway there now and the footbridge and the oval obviously yeah and the you know rcc being down there as well yeah it's, it's, been, it's he- been a fun couple of years yeah yeah but still like i think and we were talking about it we we're on the times of the day there's so mm. much more that could be done down there I know. in terms of activating the yeah. space yes for sure um i think we see it especially i mean that was the second third time you'd been on popeye ever yeah. so you i think you have a different viewpoint of what's happening as exciting as it is to see a hotel built it would be nice to see some people around the area yeah so what i'm interested in is you know all of this redevelopment is amazing and it needs to happen i'm really excited to see the people start coming down and enjoying the torrents again and i think that will soon be a focus of the council for sure yeah did you see it change have you seen it change like last summer was it different do you think with sort of you know more things happening with with you know with a cricket I mean and summertime is always a whole lot better <laughs> sure but it's still not like like if you go to like you know anywhere in Europe yeah. or even Sydney right yeah. like all the parks that are activated people are out yeah. I don't know we have a population issue here but yeah. there's still people around right yeah there are <laughs> um I just can't wait to see you know the uni students out again around that area of the yeah. Torrens and it's really good to see people out and enjoying what's there. I think it's very often forgot about that it's so close to everybody. Do you think it takes like someone like yourself to actually sort of champion it and talk about it? Because it's not something that... I think so. And again, this goes back to never being ready for anything. But <laughs> if you want to see something happen, talk about it. You never know who will be interested. You'll never know, you know who else is thinking the same things. And it makes it much easier to make things happen when you have 
people with you. Have you seen some of that, like in in your time running the Popeye? Obviously, you must. You're in a cool position where you probably get lots of interesting people coming through on the Popeye, <laughs> yeah. and you get you get to speak to them. So you, you get sort of this, uh, you know, just interesting people from Adelaide lobbying on your uh, on yeah. your boat. Um, what are some of those conversations like? Like, do you, do you find that you're, you're having conversations with people that otherwise you wouldn't have get had the chance to chat For to? For sure. Um, I mean, it depends. Locals often just talk about the the times they were there before. They remember how it was before all, everything was built. Yeah. Um, tourists will talk about their own hometown or, okay. you know, the best examples of what they've seen and how that all happens. But, yeah, you definitely get some interesting conversations on Popeye. Have you, have you looked into any, like, similar cities? Because, like, it, you know, the, it's kind of – it's a weird waterway in Adelaide, right? Because yeah. it is, you know, it's – it's, it's a lake at the end of the day and it's it's sort of yeah it's it's beautiful for, from a tourist point of view looking at it and i think a lot of us locals probably a, a bit disparaging towards it like we just yeah. oh, it's just you know whatever it's a torrent it's dead yeah that's kind of the mentality but from a tourist perspective it's it's sort of oh wow you know i know i think most tourists are super excited to find it and yeah. it's not something that we champion as south australians or adelaideans no. nobody is excited about it but to see tourists come down and say this you know the city is so beautiful how can you have this right in the middle of the city and you know there's not a whole lot of people around like no. why are you hiding this <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it does kind of if you think about all the i mean all the architecture that now fronts along it like it is kind of the you know the, the face of the city to a yeah. certain extent yeah and it, it, i mean i remember you know growing up it was probably already starting to decay a bit but you know the old festival plaza and you know that in the yeah. 80s that was sort of that was you know i still love it i'm yeah. sad they got rid of everything <laughs> imagine if that had been kept up though like it was it was it was kind of quirky but it, yeah. it had it had its own vibe didn't it yeah for sure yeah um no i just i can't wait until everything's finished around that area and we can really see some people start to come and enjoy it again it's yeah, because it is—it's kind of been blocked at the moment with the you know the, you can't get through the train station. And no, it's been blocked for months. <laughs> yeah, you, so that that will help activate it again. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to complain, but I'm, <laughs> I'm keenly waiting for the day. And how much does the council have to play? And do you think helping assist make things happen? I think they have a big part to play, but you know, the juggling act of trying to make everything happen that everybody wants, I understand. Yeah, sure. We're just another private business, but I feel like Popeye does have some importance. <laughs> yeah, but not only Popeye, I think just getting, just, you know, using that space, because there's, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. green space yeah. down there on the banks. Yeah. Um, we had been talking to council previously about Elder Park and getting that space activated again. Obviously, it's used for the Asia Festival. It's yep. used for New Year's Eve. Um, carols. Carols. Mm. Um, and, you know, Popeye's had the same stops for the last 84 and a bit years. Wow. So rather than changing those, which I feel like would be quite an ordeal with council... <laughs> talking about getting people back into Elder Park, but just recently there's been talks about um, redeveloping lounges around there. Okay. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing whether that goes ahead because it's a much nicer, more secluded part of the Torrens. The banks aren't so wide and it's not just a big empty space. Yeah, it's sure. And so what, So just that sort of just past the zoo towards sort yeah, of... Yeah, around um, Jolly's, Jolly's Boathouse. Boathouse. Yeah. And, and then, I, that's where everything started as well, like Lounders, Lounders Boathouse... Oh, when did it start? It was like 1913 and the first Popeyes were built in that area 
um, sorry, 1935. Okay. And the design hasn't changed in all that time either? Like pretty Thankfully much it has, for Lander's <laughs> Boat Shed at least. Um, <laughs> when it was first built, it was basically a tin shed with dirt floors. Okay. Well, and that's, that's, that's what I remember from my childhood. And in 2016, it was rebuilt by the council. And that's when Lounders Cafe came in and it started. Yeah, sure. Picking up a bit again. I suppose, like we, which is very overdue. We've done the corporate cup the last couple of years, and that yeah. they, they um, start that off from there. Like there are some yeah. activations that come around it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do feel that. I mean, especially in summer, that there should be you know teaming with people down on the yeah, banks there. Absolutely. I think you know if we if we were able to have a landing down at lounges or around Jolly's Boathouse, I think that would be amazing. Yeah, and then you could take people from Jolly's up to the Oval or down yeah. to the Convention Centre. Yeah. Or like the Samra tour. Like what, yeah. what, for the daily kind of um, just the sightseeing tours, who makes up the bulk of it? Is it locals? Is it tourists? Or a mix of both? Uh, it's a bit of a mix of both. I'd say it's half-half locals and tourists. So with tourists, we normally get singles or couples and they're generally a little bit older. Okay. The kind of people that want to come sure, visit pretty quiet little old Adelaide <laughs> um, and then the rest of it would be families I'd say um, yeah it's a nice mix what would it take to get the Torrens cleaned up for oh. swimming it's <laughs> a really good question who knows but I'm ready for it yeah um, I really want to get rid of our diesel motors yeah that's one of the first things that I wanted to do the naivety of not knowing how much that would cost and how hard it would be to do sure. so it might take a little while need to call um, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> but we're definitely ready to do our part. I mean, we operate the paddle boats as well and we were talking about how we could make it happen in the immediate term because in winter all of the rains bring down all of the rubbish from everywhere. Yeah, sure. Um, so even talking about people, you know, free paddle boat ride, collect some rubbish. How does Popeye help with this? Can we take this over from council? Can we make an impact and do this? Is, is a part of the problem with the waterway just it doesn't have the flow? Like, is that is that what sort of causes it? Or? I think that's a little part of it. And then also that it's just the runoff from everywhere. I yeah. mean, it starts however many kilometres up into the hills. Yep. Um, the road runoff, I don't know. Yeah. I think I see, well, we at the pop, I see the worst of it. I think, you, you know. Yeah, probably don't. It's just the problem with littering. It's always going to be there. Somebody thinking it's not a big deal to drop a cup or, you know, have something fly out of a trash can. But at the end of the day, you see it right in front of you every day. It gets a little bit... Um, it's disheartening, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I know you spent a bit of time in Bali, but I was over surfing in Bali earlier in the year. And, like, I was uh, yeah. after rains there, you see it in the water. And it's, you know, in this most beautiful spot in the world. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's like yeah. nappies floating past you. Like, oh, my gosh. It's and just I think that comes back to, you know, you have the overseas visitors that are so amazed that the area is so quiet. And then mm. you hear of people from Adelaide. And, you know, I talk to people that might not know that I manage the Popeye or I have anything to do with the Torrens. But hearing the way people talk about that part of the city is really disheartening. And it's, yeah. it's a shame that people aren't prouder of it and ready to put in some work to clean it up and have it and as even, beautiful as it could be. Even in that, you know, that quick trip we did last week, and I know, you know, bird life and stuff isn't what it used to be, but once you're on the water, it does it, it, it does feel kind of like a you yeah. know, little slice of paradise. It's pretty, yeah. it's quiet and you know, there is bird yep. life and you kind of feel away from it. Mm-hmm. And you're literally... It's my favourite. At the, at the, Every the time I've got a city. meeting and I've just had too much on, like, <laughs> we'll just do it on the boat. <laughs> Two cruises and we'll be fine. So what's what's the plans for the summer then? So winter's obviously a bit of a slower period for you. Mm-hmm. What's what's happening in two thousand nineteen? 
Great question. We're still figuring it out. We had a little while over winter while it was quiet. Um, we still have our high teas running. We'll be starting, we've done a few already, but we'll be starting um, Popeye Pictures. So okay. we'll have a little projector on the boat. And, That's cool. Yeah, after sunset. What kind um, of stuff will you play? Mostly either Australian films or a whole bunch of Australian actors. So I think I was supposed to release this today. It's probably going to happen tomorrow now and I'm going <laughs> to... Um, That's right. This isn't going out live. So. <laughs> we're doing The Castle. We've got Dark yeah, Water awesome. for Halloween. What else is there? We've got Australia. I was keen on Wolf Creek. Nobody else liked that idea, so that one's not happening. I've never seen Australia. Have you seen it? No. Yeah. First time for me, yeah. but I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah, so we're releasing those for January quite soon. Um, and then hopefully for Fringe, we'll have a few exciting things happening as well. But Have you ever talked to the guys from Porch Sessions? I feel like you do like a Porch Session yeah, on there. I have actually. Yeah. I would really like to do that. I think live music is something that would be beautiful on the boat. It's happened many times before, but I think having a public cruise would be great. It's yeah. usually been more private style. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because, you, you know, especially with that kind of beanbag kind of, you know, yeah. just acoustic session, that would actually be yeah. really good. Yeah, for sure. So the prohibition stuff's going to continue then. Yes. IT. And what about Fringe? So how does it, how does it, does it come to life around Fringe? Like does that is Absolutely. That a Last year was quote? incredible. So we had Yabara down um, on the banks of the Torrens, and that was around near Adelaide Uni. Yep. Um, RCC was around that area as well as in the university. So it was, it was nice to see everybody around, and I was really hoping that Yabara would be happening again, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, okay. Is RCC going to be the same again next year? Similar? I have no idea. How did you think that went, just just from your own perspective? I mean, I loved it. It was it was nice to have a few extra people out and about and around that area. Um, Pinky Flat worked really well for us as well, and that was great to be a part of. Yeah. I don't know. I, just I suppose they're both good for you. Really. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm thinking about it in a very selfish way, but yes, but <laughs> both it, great. It makes I mean, it makes sense to to have people down and around that area. I think. Yeah. Like it, it, Pinky yeah. flat. I like the Pinky Flat setup. I thought that was good. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of festivals that happen around in that area. It's it's all it's all fabulous. So then. If you're thinking five years down the track, like where can you see things going? You can't think that's that far. That's very far. It's too far. <laughs> um, I, the business has made a, a whole bunch of changes in the last year and a half. I can't, as silly as it sounds, I can't imagine what it will be like in five years. Um, I think being a seasonal business, it gives you a real good opportunity to rework everything and review everything in winter. And Yeah, kind of a fresh start. Yeah. And you also have a real appreciation for when the sun is out, like today, <laughs> and the ducklings are out. It's a good time. Um, but yeah, five years. I don't know. I hope we're still here, and I hope we're still busy. What have you enjoyed about it the most? Like, so, you, so tourism degree, you did a bit of entrepreneurship <laughs> stuff, which we joked about being kind of a good combo, right? Like, it, yeah. But like, you kind of thrown into a, a new world. Like, what what have you found? exciting to begin with let's say um everything is exciting i think the most rewarding thing and the times where i'm the happiest is if i get to do a day like today and going out on the boat and deck handing and being happy that we can still be there to create memories for people and entertain people and that's cool take them out of their day and give them a fun time i never get over that do you, do you see like 
that's where you know, if if in five years time you're still running it that's what you'd like to still be doing like you'd still like to be there i think so i think yeah for sure like if, if we can go and have our holidays in the middle of august and then come back i'll always be happy it was funny i posted that um uh, the, one of the photos, the photo of me in the, in the hat the other day. Yeah. But I had two two friends uh, comment and say like they'd been on it recently. You mentioned about your dad saying like how, how yeah. good he was. But like I suppose you know the the experience and the people that make it is kind yeah. of a big part of it, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can get on any old boat and travel around wherever you want. But if yeah. there's nobody entertaining you, it's kind of the same old deal. Your dad's a character, so yeah. <laughs> I know I'm, feel his he shoes. wants to retire, and I haven't let him. And I feel like I won't <laughs> still until I find someone good enough to replace nah, him. Don't let him retire. <laughs> you can just overhaul all the systems and get everything in place. But uh. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I first started and. Dad and everyone were in talks about just having a pre-recorded commentary. And I was okay. like, you cannot oh, really? let that happen. Yeah, that takes Absolutely something out of it, doesn't not. it? Yeah, for sure. But I think the things that people talk about probably is you know the whole experience rather than just. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's you know it's 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 a beautiful cruise, but I think the whole thing makes yeah. it up. And I don't know. Maybe I found it difficult finding people to talk to about. Um, you know getting business advice or just talking about what's happening the, the most I don't know the pod, the other podcasts I've been listening to it's all about companies that it's they're not just there to give people a nice time and to have fun mm. like it's it's quite different to just be there to service people and make sure they're having a nice day they have a nice experience they have some human connection they connect with the torrents and the surrounds I think it's very different. But do you think, so, like, businesses that, if let's say, for example, you're just so, like, you come into the business, you're like, right, I'm going to turn this thing around, <laughs> I'm going to turn this into a $10 million That's business. That's what I did at the start, but it's completely changed. <laughs> you've kind of fallen in love with it. <laughs> but I know, I was, yeah, it's crazy. Before, when I started, I was like, oh, they'll pop by whatever, and now if anybody says anything, I'm like, watch it. <laughs> but but I, baby. But I think that, you know, like, I don't know, but for me personally, and a lot of the people that I talk to are in business for, I suppose, almost bigger reasons. I mean, making money is important. You've got to make money. Otherwise, mm. you know, you're not going to be there next year. And we all, we all need money to, to get by. Yeah. But it, if that's the sole driving factor... It's never going to work. Yeah, I mean, not really, I don't think, these days, right? Like, no. I think I think that, you know, that's sort of a, an out sort of dated way of thinking mm. in, terms of, in terms of business. I mean, you know, sure, making money is important. Yeah. But... Yeah, like like you said, it's the best thing you get out of it is like seeing people happy and sort of yeah. smiling people leaving off the cruise. Then and you can make a buck. Then that's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty good combo. That's the bonus at the end of the day. I suppose at the, at the end of the day, you know, you, you you're sort of limited in terms of growth with that business anyway. Yeah. But do you start thinking, okay, well, are there are there shoot offs we could do? Is there other opportunities that could come out of this outside of you know just on the river? Oh. Aside from on the river, I haven't been able to think that far ahead. <laughs> um, it's a difficult business to run in terms that you need somebody on the water all the time or you need a minimum of two people. Okay. It's not the type of business where I could imagine we'd be making millions. Yeah, that's right. One well, day, you can't, you maybe. Can, but you can't add 10 more Popeyes. No, it's, it's, so I think it's a really, it's a humble business in the way that, you know, there's a little, there's room for growth for sure, but I don't think it'll ever go so big that you'll lose that. I don't know, there's, the heart of it. There's something nice, though, in the sense that, you know, you, you have a sort of canvas that you can work with and you can mm. be creative on what happens on the river, but 
the river and the, the boat is kind yeah. of the, the, the constant, right? Yeah. Um, do you think that oh yeah, there's, I, there's so many cool opportunities? And it's nice <laughs> that you're supporting local stuff as well because I think you know, that it's a good way I to showcase what, what else is going on. Yeah. It, I mean, for tourists coming over, it does not make sense to have products that are bought from overseas or imported or whatever else. Do you get many tourists on the Prohibition tours? We do, yeah. Um, So many Kiwis lately. I don't know what it is, but yes, we do get a fair few overseas visitors on those. Um, I think people underestimate the quality of what we produce over here. I mean, not even in liquor, even though that's amazing. (laughs) But everything else as well. Have you travelled much around the state? Like, have you have you done much travelling in SA? I have done a bit, yes. It's slowed down now since <laughs> this, but I won't be mad about it. I was going to say, your, your, tra- <laughs> your travel dreams are probably a bit put on hold now. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, no, I have been a lot around um, South Australia. It's... I think when I first started travelling, it was like, you know, go to New York, go to Europe, get as far away as possible because, you know, anything getting away from home was good. Yeah. Um, soon into that, I realized how nice it was to come back home. What were the and things was, that, like, when when you go, so like you say, you're in New York or you're in Europe, like, what things when you're over there do you go, man, Adelaide really is missing this out? And what things do you think, oh, it's so nice to be back The here. outdoor dining everywhere. I mean, especially in Europe, like, people sitting out enjoying the sunshine in the afternoon. What is the deal with that? Why? I don't know. It's weird. Lounders cafes started doing it, yeah. so... You know, not that I want to see a whole bunch more cafes open up along the river, but you know, there's no liquor ban until 8 p.m. So get out, bring a picnic and a bottle of wine, and like, that's a good point. Yeah, the thing that always trips me out. So if you go to anywhere in Europe, you go in a coastal town. It doesn't have to be on the coast, but there's there's like good seafood restaurants, boats, but and but then just yeah, like simple outdoor eateries where it's just nothing too complicated. It just doesn't exist here. It's, yeah. it's weird. Like, you know, there's a few here and there, but it's, it's weird that it doesn't exist. I think it's nice having to make your own fun. That's true. Packing your own picnic and getting out there and doing something that not everybody else is doing, getting outdoors. I mean, you're so spoiled for choice here as well. Yeah. You're going to have a fair lot of room. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think maybe for like like uni, uni students and more people that are moving into the city, like having yeah. that opportunity there to do that. That's mm-hmm. kind of stuff I think would be cool for council to do is, you know, maybe open up. I mean, there's obviously some more bars, but open up, you know, pop-ups yeah. where even like, you know, like like uh, food carts and things yeah. so people can come and grab something. And I'm hoping with our um, paddle boats we'll be able to – I'm talking to council next week, so fingers crossed. I'm hoping they'll let us stop along any point in the Torrens and what we want to do is give people a little, like, not a scavenger hunt, but a little picnic and things to do and places to see and you can spend a whole day out. Yeah, nice. Get back at sunset after a day of – I don't know, looking around. How, how, how long does it take to paddle from one end to the other? It's a great question. I haven't done that in a long time, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Rough, rough estimate. Oh, like an hour and a half That's maybe cool. at a cruisy pace. I'm going to do that this summer. Okay, I'm you gonna, can I'm, do that. I'm, I'm You'll be our happen. first customer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if there's, uh, if there's wine involved along the way, then yeah. that, that definitely helps. Um, no, well, I think it's. I think it's really exciting. I, I think. I think it's nice to have somebody with some sort of vision and passion, you know, doing something. No, seriously, like you're, you're right though. Like if, if people don't put their hand up and say, "Hey, this is something cool. Yeah. Let's do it." It doesn't happen, right? I'm not ready, but I'm going to try it anyway. Nah, you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know 
So that, that guy I was telling you about before, Stephen Gates, his mm-hmm. podcast is called The Crazy Ones. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what basically all he talks about, right? Like you, it's just it's the crazy ones that make things happen. It's just yeah. you just got to put your hand up and say, yep, yeah. I'm going to give it a go. I think that's, that's what works in the world. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> All right, so Talk to me in another year and a half. We'll if, see. if you had to go back to yourself uh, 17 months ago, 16 months uh, ago, what advice would you give to yourself? Mm, don't stress about anything. Okay. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Just let it just go with the flow. Just go with the flow. Nice. Nobody remembers everything like you do, so it'll be fine. <laughs> That's good advice, I reckon. It's advice I gave to myself before this recording as well. <laughs> <laughs> How's it worked out for you? I don't know. I'm still stressed. <laughs> Just go with the flow. Um, if people want to find out about Popeye, where can they go? To our website would be the best place. It's thepopeye.com.au. And you can book tours through there. Book everything through there. Sweet. The website, and we've got our Facebook, and just recently I've started our Instagram as well. Nice. So. Makes a lot of sense. Yes. How's that going so far? It's fun. Rem- remembering when to post is good. <laughs> how do you find the, like we talked about this the other day as well, but how many different hats you have to wear as a business owner? Know, like you're yes. a social media manager. I know. Social media has been like the last thing, but I'm onto it now. So watch out. But do you think it's helping at all? Like do, you th- do, you, do you see, because like, I think one of the things that, I mean, you know, we sell this, but I say to some business owners, you know, maybe social isn't good for you. Like it, it isn't for everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to give it a go. I feel like it will be helpful in getting to the forefront of people's minds again especially people that maybe didn't think they were in our i don't know yeah age group demographic yeah demographic. sure yeah um but yeah we'll see how it goes i think it definitely makes sense to have the you know if people are on there having an experience you know being able to share the stories yeah and yeah i mean every time whenever i deckhand or if you know i go on board a cruise everybody's taking photos everybody wants to share everything so i think it makes a big difference to just be able to say you know if you get a good one share it with us or I think word of mouth goes um, goes a lot longer than, I don't know, a good marketing plan. But maybe that's just me because I don't have a good marketing plan. No, but I, I mean, it, it's Adelaide at the end of the day. And I think that, you know, you, you, I mean, maybe for interstate visitors to come in so they know about it yeah. beforehand. But I yeah. think locally, the word of mouth is, you know, yeah. that's, that's what's going to get I people mean, down. I mean, a huge amount of our interstate and overseas travellers say that somebody around Adelaide told them to go. That's cool. Yeah. So, so I suppose, really nice. if, yeah, if you can get more kind of advocates locally yeah. talking about it, yeah. hey, you should do this. Um, oh, hopefully a few people listen to this and they, uh, <laughs> they get down and... Hopefully, yes. You can be booked out, stressed out or something <laughs> with too many people on the boat. <laughs> That'll be a good problem to have. It I'll be a, okay with it's that. It's a good problem to have. Um, so so at, you didn't get at Popeye, did you? Was it Popeye Adelaide? What's the Popeye Adelaide, Popeye yes. Adelaide? Yeah. It'd be nice to have Popeye, but that's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> One um, day. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming down, having a chat. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, maybe we'll touch base in, in, you know, in a year's time and see how everything's going. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Cheers. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Sam here again. And I'm really excited to see um, what happens. We will definitely be booking in a Digital Noir Prohibition gin tour. If any of the team actually listen to the podcast... You can hold me to that. I'm definitely keen. And yeah, I'd love to touch base with Bianca again in a year and, and see how things are progressing. I mean, the vision for me of being able to, you know, lie by the torrents and go for a swim 
um, and having that whole area activated is, is really exciting because I think it's something that's lacking here in Adelaide. Cool. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you'd like to hear more, um, you can head to wherever you get your favorite podcasts from um, and hit subscribe on Digital Noir Presents Humans Aren't Robots. Um, just search Digital Noir if, if you don't have it already. The best thing you can do for us is to tell somebody you know to have a listen. We would be most appreciated. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy. Enjoy.